connected to the land with Four Rivers Equipment and John Deere. Welcome to the Four Rivers Podcast. We are your working partner and we mean it. Well, today I'm sitting here with Zach Carpenter and he has got a pretty cool job title. It's Precision Ag Specialist. Now, this means basically he knows a whole lot about technology, but he looks like an MMA wrestler. He's a big dude, um, but he's pretty smart with a little bit of everything. So, Zach, thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me, Fred. Man, I appreciate it, buddy. So, let's talk. There's there's so many ways technology can help people out, uh, but let's start off with talking about, you know, how did you get started you know, working with technology and agriculture. Sure. I, uh, I started out working for a local fertilizer outfit when I was in college. I uh, interned there one summer. I was working towards an ag degree. Worked there one summer and, well, excuse me, that was before I started working towards an ag degree, but I uh, just took it as a summer job and really wound up liking it. I mean, playing a role in a farmer's production for a year, that's a heck of a thing. And getting to see and meet some amazing people in the process it's it was just something I kind of fell for and have done it ever since that's pretty neat what what attracted you to it was it being able to see what you did or or make a difference or you know what do you think what do you think was where did your passion lie there I think it was partly making a difference uh working in ag's kind of almost a family tradition for me uh it was actually my dad that got me into it and I never really knew what dad did I mean, I knew what his job title was, everything when I was growing up, and that summer I just kind of started to realize all the things that he loved about it, and I just kind of fell for it the same way. That's awesome. Now, what is it technically like if you were thinking, how would you describe, you know, a crop advisor? Basically, it's someone who's involved in the production process, in most cases, uh, the way that you describe a certified crop advisor is an agronomist. Basically someone who scouts farmers' fields week after week throughout the growing season, uh, finds the problems. Whether makes, that's bug infestations or whatever, right? Bugs, weeds, diseases, uh, makes recommendations to that farmer, uh, takes soil samples. I mean, basically involved from the minute that field is planted till it's harvested. Now, how do you help guys out as far as the technology goes, you know, and we've used it, you know, on our place, like the new baler that we've got, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. John Deere, that's just, it's unreal, you know, being able to read moisture and, you know, give you a weight, uh, an average weight, you know, break it out from field to field. Talk a little bit about how technology can help farmers out because I think a lot of guys, I had no idea some of the stuff was out there. You know what I mean? I, I had an old 4020 was my first tractor. You know what I mean? And it, it wouldn't do anything but start and run hard, you know? <laughs> but now their stuff is just unreal. So talk about how, how, how guys are utilizing technology, I guess, t- to not only help them out and make things easier, but also to increase their profit margin. See, and there's a lot of ways that guys can use this technology in their operation. The most basic instance is probably using some form of auto steer in the machinery. Keeps you from overlapping where you've already planted seed or uh, spread fertilizer, stuff like that, all the way to yield monitoring with a combine or, like you said, uh, getting bale weights, getting bale moisture, And then on the other end of things, there's also uh, things like drone imagery, satellite imagery that can pinpoint problems in a field. 
or at least give you an idea of how that crop's doing uh, throughout the growing season. And, I mean, if you want to go all the way into the spectrum, there's, I mean, sensors on pivots to where a farmer can know whether a pivot is running at a certain time of day, what position in the field it is. I mean, it's just however far you want to get into it, really. Well, I, I think it's important because, you know, you just mentioned a couple things, like, you know, the automated steering, for example. You know, when it's easy to make mistakes. I think I'm driving perfectly straight. You know what I mean? And then if you ever look back and gone, what in the heck? You know, why, mm-hmm. why am I getting to the end of this? And I'm, I'm making a big, huge half moon, you know, so it, it's not straight at all. But you mentioned some key points there, like, you know, when you run fertilizer, you know, or planting seed, how much more money that is. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, you put too much fertilizer, you half lap, you know, where you're putting fertilizer, it can get too hot. You know what I mean? You can kill that crop. So, you know, you may lose, you know what I mean? A good portion of your field, depending on how much you're overlapping. And the seed is the same way. You're either not putting the right amount of seed in the field because you're skipping gaps or you're overlapping seed. And the problem with that is now it may not get enough water. It's going to be stunted, you know what I mean? Or it's going to choke either choke out or the sun's not going to get to it like it needs to. So just that to me is, is huge. And that's where, you know, technology helps guys take advantage. What are some of the other things? I mean, let's, let, let's go into that rabbit hole a little bit more. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about some other things like that that can help people out. One thing that really comes to mind is section control on a planter, an air seeder, sprayer, uh, fertilizer applicator. I mean, Section control, like even overlapping six inches on a crop can just yield some tremendous difficulties, I guess is the best way to say that. I mean, if you put too much seed too close together, it you probably won't match up with the fertilizer uh, in the case of strip tilling on corn. Uh, and the further away from that fertilizer band the seed is, the longer it takes those roots to get to it, and thus you're losing yield. I mean, you want that seed perfectly placed with that fertilizer, so, but you want don't want it so close that it burns the seed, but you want it to where it gets there quickly because the sooner those roots start uptaking fertilizer and other nutrients, I mean, the more yield is impacted. Uh, and also, I mean, with herbicides and fungicides and other crop protection uh, chemicals, I mean, if you overlap too much, that basically has the effect of putting too much of that input on the uh, crop. So you can, I mean, you can stunt plants, you can outright kill them if you get too much. And I mean, that rarely happens, but getting too much on, you could violate a, uh, you could violate a law and rate. I mean, if there's too much of that material on the seed at harvest and, you just so happen to get tested and have too much residue, I mean, wow, that can all. be a big deal yep. depending on the crop. But And overall, it's just being more efficient. You want to put enough but not too much because everything we put in the field costs money. And that technology, I mean, how much have you seen it change? You know, in the past, <laughs> let's say 5, 10, even 15 years, I mean, how much since you've been involved in it, but, you know, even year to year, I mean, how much change have you seen – and the technology that John Deere offers. Oh, it's downright incredible. And, and not just John Deere, but even seven years ago when I really started working in Precision Ag, I mean, 
stuff wasn't standard from the factory. We weren't having the displays, the receivers, all that stuff integrated from the factory quite to the point we have today. And, I mean, it's coming direct from the factory, so there's an incentive for a farmer to use it. It's not just a simple, I don't need that. Now, it's in the cab, so, I mean, it's opening doors for guys who probably never would have ordered it before. Right. Now they're, they're now they're learning the advantage of it. How long, you know, the thing that's amazed me is how quickly, or I guess, I guess how menu-driven and how easy some of it is. I mean, at first, you know, and I'm a lot older than you, but at first some <laughs> of that stuff was really like, I was like, oh, boy, you know, what am I going to have to learn here? But you don't really have to be a computer programmer to learn how to run this stuff. And it's got to be fun for you sitting guys down, you know, that are uh, that are older guys and going, here's what you have to do. And, and, I mean, isn't part of your job going out there and setting it up for them? It certainly is. I mean, we do a lot of different things here. I mean, our precision ag department is ver- is incredibly varied. So we're, we don't just work on the AMS equipment and the tractor. I mean, we handle everything to moisture probes to drones to everything but it's it's awesome getting to work with some of these especially the older farmers that maybe don't know or just any farmer that doesn't quite know the full breadth of the technology it's really cool to be sitting in the cab with them and then they say oh (laughs) i can actually do that (laughs) that's awesome you see the light come on oh heck yeah and it's and it's so much more simple than people think it is. I mean, if you can work a smartphone, I mean, you can probably figure out how to auto track in a machine. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit of little bit of common sense. I mean, a little bit of persistence because there will be times where it, it can be a little frustrating. But anybody can figure it out. And you guys always have guys online. That's what I love. When I have a question, I'll just call up Four Rivers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, and that's—I know a lot of yeah. other guys that do the same. Like, okay, I got a question here. Help oh me, yeah, help me, help me figure this out. And even to the point of issues, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that technology not only helps with the ag, but also letting you know, hey, here's an issue that's that's cropping up. Mm-hmm. No, and I mean, one of the things I think that gets lost a lot of the time thinking about all this technology is how much easier it makes everyone's life. Because if you spend 12 hours a day turning around, looking at the planner or <laughs> disc or whatever, I mean, if you're spending all day turning around in that in that cab, by the time you get to the end of the day, you're probably going to be sore. Could have probably, back issues. You're probably going to be tired. <laughs> and some of the best stories I've heard about precision ag adaptation, I mean, especially in the early days where people would – it was still a new technology. It was pretty expensive. Uh, I remember reading a story about a guy who sold a auto steer system to a farmer. I want to say this was somewhere in the Midwest. But as he was leaving, the guy he saw the guy's wife hop in the truck and follow him down the driveway, and he's thinking he's going to get chewed on because it just her spent husband a lot of just money. spent a lot of money. And it was awesome because she came up and told him, thank you for giving me my husband back. Oh, wow. He was able to make it home to dinner at 6 p.m. Because he was helped out. Because he was so much more efficient. That's that's an incredible story. That is awesome. 
See, that's cool, and that's where the money's worth it. And you brought up a point I hadn't even thought about who hasn't, you know, you, you turn around all the time to make sure it's running and doing what it's supposed to be doing. That's that's huge in itself. What are some of your favorites? Like, let's talk about the GPS. You know, you know, on the GPS systems, you know, which helps you out with the auto steer, helps you out with everything else. What are some of your favorite features, I guess? I would say, I mean, one of my favorite features on the new Gen 4 displays, for instance, is a, a boundary fill. It's basically a line option to where if you have a boundary of a field, rather than having to go drive that exterior, because, I mean, if you are if you got a circular field, you're going to have to drive in a perfect circle all the way around. But with that boundary fill, it basically sets a line based on your implement width to where, excuse me, you're running with the outside edge of the implement on the boundary of the field, and it just sets it right off your boundary without you having to do anything. So I mean, then you're golden. That is just convenient. That It's a simple feature, but it's one of the ones I think was one of the better ideas. Well, and being able to, isn't it true, you know, I've heard other farmers talk, it's nice to be able to see what the tractor's doing. If they've got hands in the field running equipment, mm-hmm. or in my case, the boys, a lot of times running equipment, you know, it's nice to be able to see, is that tractor running? Is mm-hmm. it not running? Where's it at in the field? Mm-hmm. You know, you can get, there's a lot of advantages, like you say, that you don't even, you don't even think about. Starfire. Let's talk a little bit about Starfire. So the receivers, the current one is the 6,000. Uh, previous was the 3,000. Uh, we've had kind of an interesting year with that. Uh, long story short, the government changed the satellite frequencies. So we had to do a massive update on everybody's receivers. So everybody that had a Starfire yeah. had to get this upgrade, basically, mm-hmm. to be able to communicate with the satellites. Yep. Okay. And, I mean, luckily it came at a time of the year. It came in January. Oh, perfect. Nobody was out. Nobody's really that busy in the field at that time of year, but that was certainly uh, interesting, trying to figure out how many receivers we needed to update, knowing the time frame that we had to get done. But, uh, I mean, Starfire receivers, they overall, I, I think they're one of the better setups as far as features on the on the market. I mean, we have the ability to program them in about 10 minutes uh, since they have a USB jack on the receiver to update them. So, and just the pull-in time, from the time you pull turn that tractor on, I mean, you should have GPS in about five minutes and get up and running, whereas previous receivers, I mean, it might take you 15, 20 minutes. Wow, and every that day. Just, that adds that up a lot. aggravated the snot out of people, man. <laughs> When they get, when these guys get these new receivers and they realize, oh, I can start a lot quicker. I don't have to sit here. I mean, you would not even believe how many times I've heard that from growers. That's great. Yeah, saving them time. Anything exactly. that saves them time. Nobody yeah. likes to sit there and not and not run. Where do you see some of this technology headed? I mean, I know you probably have a feel for some of the new stuff in the works and you know, where where do you think we're going with it? I guess at what point like it's it's crazy to me. It's all a plus. But you know, as automation not only increases profit margin, as it increases yield, um, and a lot of guys, you know, it's it's great to have less people to do certain jobs. Oh, you know? exactly. So, do you, where do you see it headed? Out here, I mean, it'll be interesting because with our growers, we have we have a lot of guys raising 
uh, more conventional crops, corn, alfalfa, wheat, uh, pinto beans, sugar beets. But we also have a lot of customers that are raising specialty crops. I mean, anything from peppers to lettuce, uh, onions, potatoes, stuff that is really not very common. So on that end of the spectrum, I think like robotic weeders most likely will become much more popular. And the ones plus, that are like smart enough to spot the weed and exactly. spray it. That's amazing to me. Or even just pull it out of the ground. See, I've heard of that technology. That's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I think with those guys, that's going to become a lot more popular probably next three to five years, uh, especially when with ag labor laws being a point of concern for that specific type of grower. On the other end, we may see, I mean, the specialty grower may see some autonomy, especially as far as machinery goes, but with the bigger grain or hay uh, operations around here, I think we may start seeing some autonomous tractors, uh, especially for grain carts. Oh, wow. I mean, just take one whole operator out of that equation and let the computer do it. It's one person you don't have to feed, give time off to, all that sort of thing. So I think that's kind of where it's going. And also more control over inputs and how they're applied. Uh, We're seeing now these planters that are able to control each row of the planter. So on row one, you could be applying 30,000 seeds. On row two, you could be applying 36, and so on and so forth. But I think the control aspect and autonomy or robotics will play a big part. Yeah, especially as farming gets more expensive. You know what I mean? You need every, you know, profit margins huge and that's interesting to me on the planners because i've 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 heard guys talk about that as well you know you don't really at first you go well why would you want to do that and then mm-hmm. you know people talk about well it's sandier soil here so we know that we've got to spread it out a little bit further or we've got to you know here the soil's really good in our field and that matches up with our soil test so we can put more seeds here or this mm-hmm. this part of the field gets wetter and you know it's amazing to me when you start looking at technology and you know how they're working that into the ag side so Zach, you work with a lot of people. Um, you help a lot of people out in the field um, with your position here at Four Rivers. But if I was to ask you your favorite part of your job, what's what do you enjoy the most? Like, you know, is it you know is it the technology? Is it the programming? Is it the people? Is it the you know you know watching things grow? What's your if you were to go, man? When I'm doing this, that's that's probably my favorite part of the job. Probably it comes down to I mean the people. Because you won't find better people, better hardworking, quality people than in farming. I mean, I've heard for years from family members that farming is the best way to raise a family because kids learn hard work. They learn that, hey, you're going to fail sometimes, but that's just a part of it. And, I mean, probably my favorite part is when I've worked with a grower throughout the year. Then if I talk to him around harvest, hearing, hey, this piece of equipment we bought or this feature, I mean, that helped us raise the best crop we ever had. Nice. That's that's downright cool, and that's that's what makes it worth it. See, that's awesome. All right, well, I'm going to close with one other question. <laughs> What's your favorite piece of equipment to run? <sighs> Bar none, like, across the board. What's your favorite piece of John Deere equipment to run? What do you, what do you like the best? Probably the 9RX. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love the big tractor? Right. Oh, yeah. Nice to, nice to get out there and see, see what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Well, Zach, thanks so much for talking to me. I love 
you know, I think the technology has made such a difference for so many people that it's great to talk to somebody that understands it, knows it. And, you know, heck, who knows? They're in Colorado and they're getting set up with some technology. You may be the guy out in the field that's actually helping them out. Let's hope so. Well, thanks for sitting down with us today, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Fred. Thanks for having me.